0: Marlon Mack wants out. The Colts, they're trying to accommodate with a trade. I'm Kent Sterling. This is Inside Indiana Sports now for Tuesday, September 28, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. I tell you every day, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best at what he does. Give him a call. If you want to take good care of your teeth, two things you got to do. Three things you got to do. One, you got to brush. Two, you got to floss. Three, you got to call Dr. Mike O'Neill and make an appointment for an exam and a cleaning. 317 849 2933. Let's talk about sports. So, according to Tom Pelissero, he's re- reporting that the Colts and Marlon Mack have worked together. They are trying to move Marlon Mack to another team. I don't know how you get that done. Afternoon, Neil. I don't know how the Colts can accommodate Marlon Mack without just flat out releasing him. I don't know what trade value he has. He's coming off the torn Achilles, surgically repaired. He looked okay against the Rams for a couple of carries. But outside that, we really haven't seen him. Our team's going to want to part with with draft equity in order to take on Marlon Mack for the rest of the season. Why wouldn't the Colts keep him? He's got to be of greater value to the Colts right now than he would be to another team. Nobody's going to give up. Any better than a 6th round, 7th round pick, right? Maybe a conditional 6th that becomes a 7th if he doesn't play sup, you. You know, and and you've got Jonathan Taylor. If Jonathan Taylor goes down, you got the insurance policy of Marlon Mack. I think he's more valuable to the Indianapolis Colts than he would be someplace else. And if he doesn't like it, go make a million dollars somewhere else doing something else. You know what I mean? We don't all get to choose the ideal situation for where we wind up in our lives. And in this case, Marlon Mack would have to wait till the end of the season, become a free agent, and then go play for some other team. In the meantime, cool your heels, collect your game checks, and if you're the Colts, don't be strong-armed into dealing Marlon Mack, who, like I said, is more valuable to you in your locker room then he would be in somebody else's locker room and you getting a six-round pick in return. And there's no way, there's no chance that anybody is doltish enough to give up more than that for Marlon Mack, which is sad because Marlon Mack was coming off a 1,000-yard season, ran the ball a couple of times last year in 2020, tore his Achilles, adios muchacho, he gets it surgically repaired. He's back, he can play, But I think he, like I said, he's worth more to the Indianapolis Colts than he is in terms of what that can be gained by the Colts in terms of draft equity. So there you go. Tomorrow we get the injury report. So we're going to find out about Quentin Nelson to an extent. He's already been sitting a little bit during practice with his back and his foot. Now he's got the ankle. Frankly, he's running out of body parts to injure. There's very little left of him. Oh well, thank you very much. I appreciate it, Shelton. Thank, peace out, Dan. I I don't like. I guess he could hurt a hip. He could hurt a knee. Shoulders, sure. An elbow. I guess there are more body parts than I thought. But he's got the back, the ankle, and the foot. He's if he were the operation guy with the hair parted down the middle and the light for the nose. You know what? You've gone through about half of of what he's got in in order for that game to end. <laughs> <laughs> An eyeball. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it means for Karis LeVert. We'll talk about the Colts again in just a second. Karis LeVert has a stress fracture in his back, and he's on the shelf until probably, this is according to a team source through Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, until the season opener in about three weeks. So there you go. Of course he's hurt again because he's a pacer. That nothing to do with Karis LeVert. I like Karis LeVert. And I felt bad about the headline that I wrote on KenSterling.com. But what do you say when another pacer is hurt before they even have a workout? He's hurt, and he's going to be on the shelf for a while. You've already lost T.J. Warren. He's out for an indeterminate period of time because his foot just won't heal. Now you've got Karis LeVerts out. You're coming off a season where you lost 148 games started in a 72-game season by the five starters. I mean, what are you going to do for God's sake? Dan Dockich should be Colts head coach. We'll talk about Dan in just a minute, too. News about Dan Dockich. But the Colts, my God, you had Sabonis miss 10 games. You had Miles Turner miss 25 games. You had T.J. Warren miss 68 games because of injury. You had Brogdon miss games. You had Oladipo and Levert combine to miss a bunch of games. So what do you got? If you're the Pacers, what you've got are a bunch of guys who get hurt all the time and you can't count on to play impact minutes for your team. And I love Karis LeVert. I think Karis LeVert was a great acquisition for the Pacers. Got him from the Nets in that James Harden trade. Harden goes to the Nets. Oladipo goes to Houston and then he winds up in Miami. LeVert comes here and upon getting here, He's got, I don't blame Mac, he's shown he's healthy and still has spark, but doesn't get snaps. That's Lawrence. Yeah, but look, this is what, and we'll be back to Karis LeVert in a second. This is about the Colts. And what the Colts, the Colts aren't running some goodwill ship, right, where they're just going to send guys off. You know what? He'd be happier somewhere else. So let's accommodate his wish and send him somewhere else for a sixth-round or seventh-round pick who's likely not even going to make the squad. You've got Marlon Mack. He's gained 1,000 yards in the NFL. He's back to near 100%, if not 100%. You've got Jonathan Taylor. You're going to rely on Jonathan Taylor in your running game, and you don't have a guy behind Jonathan Taylor you feel really good about handing the ball to 25 times a game. So why wouldn't you keep Marlon Mack? I don't care if Marlon Mack could be happier someplace else. That's not the way this works. Sports injuries is going to cause me to have health issues. Right. This is all we think about. Right. It's like, who's going to get hurt next? Yesterday, I heard uh, Pacers Media Day, right? Karis Verts talking about injuries. And I thought, please, dear God, you know, don't let this guy get hurt again. And then today... Not 24 hours later, we hear from Aden Ring, Wojnarowski's got a stress fracture in his back. What the hell is going on with that franchise? Are they snake pit? The the kidney thing? What was that? They find the kidney growth? Thank God they found the kidney growth. It might have saved Karis LeVert's life. But I'd like the Pacers to win some basketball games. Not that that's more important, but I would like the Pacers to win some basketball games, right? I'd like the Colts to win some football games. Can we get there? Is Carson Wentz going to be healthy enough this year to get there? Lawrence Owen, and by the way, Lawrence, I love your show. Maybe the Colts can get a decent backup O-lineman from a team. Well, you know what? I guess that's possible. You got some team with a guy who's disenchanted with his situation. You've got Marlon Mack. Maybe you swap problems. That's not a bad idea. That's a that's a reasonable Thought, and that would be a reasonable return as long as it's, you know, not another Julian Davenport or, or you know, Tevy or, or whomever else, another version of Will Holden. Let's not get any more of those people in here to be backup offensive linemen. And you know what? I'll say this about Chris Ballard. Chris ba- Here's what Chris Ballard did. Chris Ballard did what everybody says they want a GM to do. He is not generally managing, right, to go 10 and 7. That's not the game he's playing. The game he's playing, he's not playing the World Series of Poker to come in 164th. He's playing the World Series of Poker to win that bracelet. That's what he's doing. So you don't spend on a backup quarterback because if you've got a good backup quarterback, that's a guy who would not be a winning player where he's starting. All right, so you're not going to win more than you're going to lose with a backup quarterback. You're not. So why spend on one? You're not going to win. Backup tackles are not going to be great. They never are. So he didn't spend on backup tackles except for signing Tevi and signing Davenport, who weren't overly expensive. So, like, he's trying to put the money into the 22 guys on the field who can impact the outcome of games, and the outcome of playoff games. He's doing that the best he can. Now, he's building from the inside out, and we can argue whether it's wiser to invest in a game-wrecking wide receiver. I believe that's what you do. Or in a left guard. Or a left tackle or a setter. You know, in some of those guys, you got to have some of those guys. We saw Napoleon. you got two tackles. You got a center, you plug and play the guards, linebackers, a will linebacker, kind of plug and play. Cato June served his purpose, gone. You have Peterson, gone. Washington, gone. All these guys kind of came and went, and they just kind of kept plugging and playing with third rounders, fourth rounders, and it all worked out. The game's changed a little bit, but you have to have dynamic playmakers in order to win games. That's what you need to do. And the Colts don't have it. The Colts have a whole slew of number 3 wide receivers. Probably got 5 number 3 wide receivers. That doesn't equal one number 1. So, it's kind of where they are. Pacers first workout under Rick Carlisle today. They're going to be better defensively and I think they're going to be smarter offensively. Rick Carlisle does really well. First year he's had a place. I think he's going to do really well with the Pacers. All right, let's talk about Dan Dockage. Found it got some uh Information yesterday, let's go, we'll go back to Lawrence, all right, appreciate your honest opinions, which is, uh I didn't get all of it, sorry, that's on me. Uh, comments that are like five lines long, hard for me to read before they kind of fade, and that that's just the way, it goes. that's the way YouTube's sort of protocols work. Uh, Dockage going to outside the coverage, and good for Dan, love that for him, he's going to be on uh, Outkick 360 from 9 in the morning to 11 in the morning. That's the way this thing's going. It's not about radio anymore, although radio is a nice branding vehicle, and it's a nice way to make a little bit of money, too, as Dan will continue to do on 107.5 The Fan. Outkick 360, he likes being busy. Dan likes things to do. This is a thing to do, and he's going to do it really well. He is a terrific media guy. He is the media guy. If you And I've said this a million times— If you walk into the Colts media room, the first name you're going to hear, it's not going to be Carson Wentz. It's not going to be Frank Reich. It's going to be Dan Dockage. You walk into the Pacers media area, when we're in the holding area, waiting to go out on the court at the St. Vincent Center, people are talking about what Dan Dockage was talking about. This is who he is in Indianapolis. What he says sticks. You know why? He is really, really smart, and he's really good at what he does, and he's going to do it great for Clay Travis and the people at Fox, who run out kick and and good for him. And, and I think bad for ESPN and bad for me and you as college basketball viewers because I loved watching Dan's games. I learned stuff about basketball during Dan's games. I thought he was the best of, of the college basketball analysts and that Dan isn't going to call games, but Dick Vitale will is just ludicrous to me. That makes no sense Whatsoever, you got a guy who doesn't talk about the game. He talks about his books, and great, the books they go to you know charity. It's wonderful. Yeah, baby, I got a new book out: the fifty greatest this and that of all time. All the proceeds, great. You know what? Fine. I want to know what the hell's going on on the court. Can you tell me something about basketball? Something germane to the game I am watching. Instead of stumping for your book all day long. I don't hear any game analysis from Dick Vitale. From Billis, I hear game analysis. I like Jay Billis, but I like Dan Dockich more. Dan speaks to me in a way that I learn. And that's good. Why is what bad for you? Uh, Yeah, there you go, Dabney. Dan's great at what he does. And he always has been all the way back to Falcon Basketball with Dan Dockich. He was a media star before... He ever paid any attention to being a media star. So there you go. Going to OutKick, uh, a perfectly natural outgrowth. Pretty good Dickie V impression. Please, all you have to do is yell for a minute and sound ridiculous. That's it. Here, why? Hey. hey, baby, that's a murder. And you wave your hands like this, and you talk about your book, the top 50 all-time Hey. And if you can do that in a Tampa area coffee shop on Twitter, you can annoy potentially dozens of people at once. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kat Ke- I can't say, ta- he's, you know, I block nobody on Twitter. I will tolerate any uh, nonsensical rant on Twitter, but I block Dick Vitale, I just can't take him. He's gone. He's dead to me. All right. Uh, not literally, but I just can't take him. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. We'll talk about the Colts. Colts get back to work tomorrow. I just cannot wait. Magic dust, none for me, thank you very much. Magic dust doesn't work for me. At least that, I'm guessing it doesn't work for me. Talk to you tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. As always, about seven in the morning, let's go. Yeah, it's gonna be Optimism Wednesday tomorrow for sure. Optimism Wednesday,